Welcome back to this week's Writer Reality Podcast. I'm sitting down with Esther Ryder again, and this week we're going to be talking about student loans and how they can affect getting a mortgage. Okay, Esther. So you have a son that is a junior in high school, correct? Oh my, yes. And he's starting to look at colleges and yeah. Like so we did two college visits last week, and I don't, I had not been on a college campus for years and years and years. So I and not having been in college for so long, I kind of forgot how some of it worked to the point where I'm literally asking the admissions counselor, okay, when do we apply? When do we, you know, do this, that, or the other? So I think the one thing to notice is that even if you've done it, if it's been any length of time, so I graduated from college in 1998 and my husband did in 1999, that's a lot of time where you're not going to remember how it works. So don't feel bad, you know, getting a refresher course, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I'm also, I'm not shocked at the prices of colleges because my husband had been a teacher for so long we kept seeing how expensive it was getting and what you know our college cost us versus what some of his students were paying years later yeah. or I guess I should say for the same school not that many years later but it's definitely worth having a conversation over because what I see and I'll tell you two different stories is that people don't plan ahead necessarily don't think about the college loans. It's so normal to get. And I'm not bashing them. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's just thinking about how that can affect you buying a house. So for example, we have friends. I sold them a house and their family was growing. We're kind of going to cover two topics right now. Their family was growing. And I said, hey, are you guys ready for a bigger house? And he said, we would love to. But the problem is my wife's student loans were like five or $600 a month. He said, and she's not working. Mm -hmm. So she was kind of staying home with kids. And then, I mean, to be honest, her degree was never going to make that cost of it justifiable. And so, you know, that's a small mortgage. And so they were like not able to move anywhere. So I guess I'm just saying, really think about what your career is and if it makes sense to go to that school or to get that career. Because once you graduate, you have to pay those student loans and that goes against your debt to income ratio. Did yeah. you get loans? Did you rank it? Um, yes. So I went to Stark State because it was cheaper because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I am still paying those loans. It's not a huge payment because I did do it kind of cost effectively. Ryan went to Walsh University, which is a private university that we're still paying on. And then he went to Kent Stark, which was a little cheaper, but we do have a good chunk of loans for Ryan. So neither one of us are using the degree. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. So when was the last time either one of you were in that classroom for those schools? Like when did you finish at Stark Stark State? When was he taking his last class? How many years ago? We both graduated in 2015. Okay. So six years ago. So do you know how much longer you have to pay on those loans years year-wise? Originally, they started at the end of the year when we graduated of 2015, like in December, and they were supposed to be 10 years. Now, because of corona, they're like in forbidance and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm assuming that'll prolong it, but I'm not yeah. really sure. So the student loan amounts, and ours wasn't terrible. For the two of us, I think it was like $150 or $200 a month, and we just worked mm-hmm. on getting that done. But, you know, sometimes it's more and more and more depending on how much you're getting. And the thing is, that's fine, especially if you need it for a degree or to do what you want to do. It's just that student loan counts towards your debt to income when you're buying a house. So, Caitlin, explain how that would work. Okay, so when you go to get pre-approved, 
they're going to give you a ratio that you have to stay in between what you're bringing in and what is going out. And if those student loans are too high to bring your debt to income ratio too small to qualify for that loan, you're not going to qualify and because it's just not going to, you're not going to be able to afford the mortgage on paper of what, according to the bank. Right. And even our $200 a month. So that was $200 in student loans, Mm -hmm. but that also meant that we could buy $200 less of a house based on that. So, Right. right. And again, student loans aren't a bad thing. It's just, I think when you're you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, you don't really think about how that would matter down the road because everybody's doing it. So again, it's not that student loans are bad. I'm not going to sit here and say that. It's just thinking through, does your career match where you want to go? And, you know, do you want to do that long term or make it as economical as possible? So one of my younger friends, she's very close to being done and she went to community colleges and local schools and she has no debt and has freedom to kind of go where she wants to go. And that's just something to point out to make sure that you think about when you're making the decisions, young kids, you know, how that could affect the future. So I have like two little scenarios I can go over. I have a couple clients right now that are physicians and there's specific physician loans that they're qualifying for because their debt for their student loans is so high. It's literally a specific loan because they do have high income coming in, but with the huge amount of debt, they wouldn't qualify for a traditional loan. And also, I mean, I guess another thought is if you're a single person and you have X amount, you know, the person you might marry may have none or may have some too. So that can kind of be factored in too. So again, this is not anti-student loan. It is just making people aware when you are young, you're not thinking about it, what that can look like down the road. I wish they would give you like your monthly payment from the start. When you sign up for college, if they were like, Hey, after you graduate, this is going to be what your monthly payment is Mm -hmm. because you really don't know until you graduate. And then it's just figuring it out. So now I'm going to put another twist on this and talk about it from a parent perspective. Okay. We have told our boys since they were little, we are not paying for their college. I mean, little, like my nine-year-old said to me recently, I don't want to go to college because I don't have any money to pay for it. <laughs> but I've seen parents do that and the same thing applies to them. So let's look at it from a borrowing standpoint. Mm-hmm. If a parent borrows money to pay for their kid's college, then if they want to do something, yeah. it's their debt to income. Or the flip side of that is if they do that, and we have four kids, so geez, that would be a lot. But oh, yeah. If we would do that, then that's money that we aren't using for us to go, you know, do things in retirement or whatever because we have these loans or debt to income for our kids. So I'm just saying that parents, you know, you owe it to your kids to get them through high school and to be there forever. But our opinion is that you don't owe them college. And that is something that I kind of felt a little bit guilty now because we have a kid who's getting to that point. But then my husband reminded me why we came to this to start with, and that's because when we went to college, my roommate, her, she was so studious, such a good student. Her parents paid for her college all the way through. She was an only child. Awesome example. And then we go to my husband's dorm, freshman dorm, where like a lot of the parents were paying for it and the kids were flunking out of school. Most of them didn't get a job. You know, studying was not as important as being at the bars. And we just thought there's no way, like we're not it was almost too easy for them. And our and what we saw, not that this is all the time, like I said, my roommate was completely a different scenario, but we saw it so much with the people that he was with 
that were in his dorms, especially that freshman year, and it's full of 19-year-old boys, it was just crazy because they had no skin in the game, so to speak. And so we were like, boys, if you want to go, go, but you don't, the college degree isn't the end all be all. We're not paying for it. You know, dad and I want to travel and do things and you got to figure it out at that point. So I'm just telling you, parents, if that's what you choose, don't feel guilty. And if you choose to pay, you know, for their college, that's fine too. But I think sometimes parents feel pressure to do that, especially, mm-hmm. you know, as they're seeing what their part is or how many loans their kid could and have. Because it's so expensive. Yeah. I feel like their kid doesn't have a choice but for them to help and things like right. that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, if you choose not to, it is 100% not a reflection of your parenting because, again, that's going to be a difference in your income of what you can do in the future as well. I totally agree with that. And I think that it makes you take college way more serious when you're paying for it yourself and even make choices like, is it smart to live on the dorm and pay mm-hmm. dorm fees for four years? Or is it more smart to rent off campus and budget my food and things like that? So I think it's teaching life lessons so that it's not like graduation day and here's the real world and they have no idea what to do. Right. Yeah, exactly. I agree a hundred percent. So, so we just wanted to hop on here and talk about that a little bit. I mean, this is going to be May when this is released and, that's when so many kids are stepping out into the real world, so to speak, whether they're going to college or not. And I guess the next topic is kind of keeping in mind ones who are going to college, but also for those who are choosing to not go to college, because we're going to talk about budgeting. Anything else you want to add, Caitlin? I do have a little two cents more to add. Don't think that you have to be debt-free to get into a mortgage, though. I think my brother, as a prime example, thinks that... Shout out Andrew if he's listening. He thinks that he has to pay all of his student loan debts before he buys a house. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't realize that it doesn't... It affects you, but it doesn't affect you that much that you're not going to be able to qualify for a house at all. Well, and the other part is what interest rates are, too. You know, that Mm -hmm. plays a big difference in... All of those kind of things, too. So, yes, I agree. It kind of goes back to debt isn't terrible. It just depends right. on how, you know, you're it just using has to be it. Manageable. Yeah, we're not going to say anti, I'm not anti. I hope my son does not have to go into debt for college. Mm-hmm. But if he does, I'm not going to give him a hard time about that. This isn't about, it's about just understanding what that means because I think that's what they're not taught Mm -hmm. necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode and we'll see you next time.